welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. What it do? We are live from high atop Mount Mariah, down the hall from nonstop hip-hop. Welcome to Memphis's number three sports radio show. This is our annual MSL Academy Awards handicapping special where we will spend the next 60 minutes breaking down the ballot for the 2013 Academy Award, the 85th annual Oscars, being hosted by Seth McFarlane. And to do that, uh, joined in studio as we are every year for this annual special, the Memphis Flyers, Memphis Business Quarterly writer and editor, and Memphis's most premier Oscarologist, Greg Akers joins us in studio. What's going on, Greg? Hey, what's up, guys? Follow Greg at Greg Akers. And also with us, first time on the program, Johnny Radio on the other side of the glass. CJ Hurd is here and um, playing the role of the average Joe listener. The haven't seen many of these Oscar movies is Marcus Hunter. I don't know where where he is at right now, but he will. <laughs> He's watching one of them right now. He, he will. Catch he up. will join us in here in a moment. We've got uh, an hour to go today. We had. Um, some exciting stuff planned for for the hour broadcast. We were going to be joined by Fraser Boy uh, from uh, formerly of Three Six Mafia. Follow him on Twitter at Fraser Boy. Won the Academy Award uh, for its hard out here for a pimp. Uh, and we were also going to be joined by Dan Lindsay, who is the director of Undefeated, which won the Academy Award for Best Documentary last year. However, we are having technical difficulties here at Flynn Broadcasting. And uh, our phone lines are down. If they come back up, maybe in the next hour we will we'll meet up with them. But otherwise, we still have a, a just oodles of stuff to talk about. Here. And we were going to have uh, Steven Spielberg on too. Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Jessica Chastain, Jessica Chastain, Jamie Foxx. I had them ready yeah. to call in also. It's just Daniel. really disappointing. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunate. So hopefully we can get in touch with at least a couple of those. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But with the phone lines down, we just can't. But. Um, <laughs> Because everybody wants to be a part of this special, which is being uh, brought to you by uh, Indi- the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Their 16th annual Indie Memphis Film Fest is coming this fall. The dates have been announced starting on Halloween this fall in Memphis. Always a great event. That's where I saw Silver Linings Playbook for the first time. The first time it screened in Memphis was at the Indie Memphis Film Festival, uh, which is, of course, nominated for, for a few Oscars this year. I've heard great things about that one. It is, it is a good one. And we're, and we're also being brought to you by Ronald McDonald House, and they hold their annual Academy Award party, the Oscar Experienced Memphis, each and every uh, Sunday. Uh, Oscar Sunday, rather, not every week, but every Oscar Sunday. And they will be having that again. Check out um, our Twitter feed at MemphisSport or MemphisSport.com for links for all of these all of those events. But they are our great sponsors. Sponsor them. The great thing, we both love the Oscars, uh, as far as me and Greg. Here we go. We can't have Fraser Boy here. We can still have his uh, his great work, his Academy Award winning work. Um, we're still trying to. Uh, CJ, did you get in touch with our guests and tell them that they that may or may not be on the program today due to technical difficulties? Got in touch with every guest. Let them know. They said they want to come on next week and try and get that going. All right, we might we might have them on next week to recap the Oscars for the first time. Maybe we'll do that. As I was looking forward to talking to to Dan Lindsay because. The undefeated folks gave one of the most memorable and uh, just disastrous Oscar speeches last year by dropping the f bomb and 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 uh, upsetting an entire metropolitan area at the same time. Usually doesn't happen, as far as I know, but uh, that that happened last year. So we got a lot of fun today. We're going to go through every every category of the Academy Awards. Follow Greg at Greg Acres. Follow Marcus, Mister. Mr. Underscore Hunter Underscore Fox 13. <laughs> just unfollow him. That's what I would do. And I'm oh, at, wow. Just rolls I'm, off the tongue. <laughs> I'm Ed Cerrito on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, so we, we're gonna have, we were going to have Frazier Boys stand by and do Oscar facts throughout the show. And uh, we're, we'll, we're going to figure out that. We're going to have we're gonna do a little something different. We'll figure out some type of thing with that. Do you, do you have the Oscar facts that Frazier Boy? I do. I pulled them up. We have, we have Frazier's... The, Frazier has lo- shared his Oscar facts with us that he was going to share with us throughout the broadcast uh, live from Atlanta. Frazier's in Atlanta. Uh, go ahead. Let's let's hear what, what Frazier boy uh, would be telling us about the Oscars, Greg. Okay. Only one person named Frazier boy has ever won an Oscar. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> All right, we, we've got. Give us one more. Okay, okay. Quick Oscar fact: <clears throat> the last time a film won Best Picture but wasn't even nominated for Best Director was Driving Miss Daisy in 1990. Oh wow! And that is a big topic of discussion. Uh, that we will have today because mm-hmm. this this could be the first what is the first time since uh, Saving Private Ryan and uh, Shakespeare in Love that we could have a split in the director and best picture category or has it happened since then? Uh, no, it's happened since then. Um, actually, uh, Ang Lee won for Brokeback Mountain and Crash won best picture. Oh yeah, that one. And uh, I feel like it happened again a couple years ago. Huh, I'll so, research that in a minute. So it, so it does happen. We're here. We are the Oscar experts. Seriously, we are. I'm the only radio host in the city who has been nominated uh, for an Academy Award, or at least worked on an Academy Award-nominated motion picture. Greg, his credentials are, are endless as he covers the Oscars all year long for the Memphis Flyer and Sing All Kinds blog. And of course, Marcus has watched at least one and a half Oscar broadcasts in his entire life, right, Marcus? Yeah. that be your credential? Very casual Oscar watcher, but uh, hey, it's good stuff. If I know had- Roman Polanski won Best Director, too, and... Uh, that year was maybe Chicago one. So it, so it does happen, but it happens maybe every, uh, maybe once a decade almost. Yeah, seems. yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get into uh, all the categories here in a second. Also, as far as our credentials are concerned, Marcus, you said you have seen two of these movies? Uh, nominated for Best Picture. We're looking at the Best Picture. You've seen two of the movies nominated for Best Picture. Right. Yes. yes, I've only seen two. And Greg, you have seen? I've seen all of them. Greg has seen all nine films. I have seen six of the nine. I try to see as many as possible before Oscar night, but I will never, ever go see the foreign films or the musicals. So that knocked out Amour and Les Mis. And why won't you do that? I just don't like them. Well, how do you know you don't like them? <laughs> I know. I never go see them. Life I mean, I might catch them later, but... I uh, I just usually don't. I mean, those are my exceptions to the rules: not see the foreign movies or the or the musicals. Do you really want to see Russell Crowe singing? He's a gladiator. And Wolverine, as well. And this thing is tomorrow. The Oscars, yes. <laughs> uh, again, Marcus plays the role of the average Joe on this special every year. It is Sunday night. Sunday. I, I was just trying to see ABC. how many of these movies I could see before b- between now and Sunday night. You have 24 hours to go see. You're going to see one or two of them. You could see two of them. <sighs> Most see. of them are still playing in the Memphis area. And I didn't see Life of Pi just because I wanted to see it in 3D. Mm-hmm. And I thought I wouldn't be doing it justice if I didn't because there's movies like Avatar that you have to see in 3D. But when will you ever movies. be able to see it in 3D now? I guess I'll never see it. Yeah. All right, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's get to it. Before we start uh, just breaking down all of these awards... Um, all 24 categories. What are some of the? Uh, what are some of the? Uh, are there any Memphis connections? There's us Memphians who who love movies and the Oscars. Last year was big with Undefeated. Mm-hmm. Undefeated, one that best documentary it doesn't get bigger than that. Than a, a, a film shot in Memphis, starring Memphians, wins an Academy Award. So I know we don't have anything that big, mm-hmm. but what do we have this year that's a Memphis connection? Well, there's some pretty weak Memphis connections, but I have three of them. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, nominated for Best Actor for The Master. He was in Walk the Line and nominated for that role. Oh, so it's just, this is like seven degrees of uh, of Memphis connection. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th- this, is as like good, this is as close as it gets. Well, we got to find something. we got to have some local interest here. Okay, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. He was in The Client, which filmed in Memphis. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one, and <laughs> this is the weakest, uh, Josh Penn, who is a producer of Beasts of the Southern Wild, Produced music videos for two MGMT songs, Time to <laughs> Pretend and Electric Feel. The lead singer of MGMT is from Memphis, Andrew Van Weingarten. Right. White Station alum. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this is. None of these movies were included a, an actor, really, that was from Memphis that we know of. No. Nothing. No, I, I did all kinds of advanced searches <laughs> online, and that was as good as I found. All right. Um, well, uh, actually, Damien Eccles from West Memphis uh, has a cameo in The Hobbit. No, he doesn't. Sure, he does. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Well, not seen he that. and Peter Jackson are are pals. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, he loves. Them. He has a cameo in The Hobbit. That's what I haven't seen The Hobbit. That's what I've heard. Is I that mean, true. That's really. Yeah. Wow. I did. Oh wow. The things you learned. Well, there you go. That's a big Memphis connection. So cheer for the for the Hobbit. <laughs> And former death row uh, inmate 
Damien Echols. It, the, the closest we could have gotten was West of Memphis, uh, the documentary West of Memphis about Damien Echols. Which was a Peter Jackson film? Uh, he produced it, yeah. Um, and it was on the finalist list for best documentary, but it didn't make the cut. That was close. All right. Uh, that's your Memphis connections. Any other big, uh, what are the big storylines heading into an event? Last year there was controversy with the host. Uh, this year, not much controversy with the host. We've got Seth MacFarlane, an interesting pick because I don't think many older people know who he is, and a lot of young people don't even know what he looks like. Mm-hmm, right. Uh, he looks he, like Stewie. Right. He's, he's got to be the least known host that they've ever had. Um, it's a time that he hosted. I mean, maybe he'll be more famous now. But, uh, I mean, James Franco and Anne Hathaway were relatively unknown, but at least you knew who they were. Um, I'm not sh- I hope right. he does a, a good job. Um I'm a little bit worried about it. I, th- I mean, I think he could. I'm not. I think it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, unlike it's like Billy Crystal's boring. Yes, I think uh, this could be interesting. He does have right. a hard hard act to follow from the Golden Globes. I thought Golden Globes was a tremendous performance. Golden Globes are great, and they should just give Tina Fey and Amy Poehler every uh, you know hosting duty in any big Hollywood type ceremony. Uh, Seth MacFarlane could be okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of. Family Guy or American Dad or no, no, that stuff. I, yeah. Ted was okay. Ted was okay. Ted was okay. Those shows are awesome. Ted, Ted was an okay film. But he, here's the thing: that Entertainment Weekly points pointed this out that that Chris Rock, David Letterman, Anne Hathaway, James Franco, and Hugh Jackman are all trained performers, but they not that great a host, mm-hmm, right? You know, so for the Oscar, so as lo- like you said, as long as it's not Billy Crystal ever again. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Right. It's going to be Billy Crystal probably again next year. Probably. Right? You're right. I mean, I, we'll I be hope, no, hopefully, hopefully you got some, uh, I still want Justin Timberlake to do. I think Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. would be great. I He's think he'd be great. They should, get, um, they should get, um, the, um, Kardashian Odom girl to do it. She was awful on X Factor and she can probably be awful again. To host the Oscars? <laughs> she, she was, she was so bad on X Factor, they got rid of her. So why not? Who is that? Uh, <laughs> one of the Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian okay. Odom. I, I could imagine someday that the Oscars like to get the producer who's like the reality show producer and it just make Mark it Burnett. Just, uh, yeah, it can become an unbelievable disaster. Get Simon Cowell to do it. He yeah. just call out all the uh, people winning awards. No, I, I did. thought your performance was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did see that there's gonna there's rumors that that after the final award is given this year that they're gonna have like a musical performance or something with Seth MacFarlane. Have you heard those rumors? No, I haven't heard that. Like this, you're supposed to stay tuned after. Like usually it ends the end of the award. Mm-hmm. Hey, we gotta go. Local news coming up next. But then they're gonna have uh, some type of performance with Seth MacFarlane and somebody else. I've heard as well that um, that past James Bond actors Sean Connery, Roger Moore will be there. Um, they're oh, gonna have, they're going to have some kind of tribute to James supposed to be Bond. all the James Bonds are mm-hmm. supposed to be in attendance. Yeah, I mean, maybe me reason to, want to say you got to pick Adele to win for best song. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're ready to talk about that, I mean, I can just say it real quick. She's going to win, and <laughs> you should not pick anything else if you're in a some kind of contest. We're, we're about to get to predicting all 24 Academy Award uh, categories. This is our annual MSL. Oscar handicapping special. Greg Akers is in studio. All of our guests that were scheduled to join us from Los Angeles and from from Atlanta, uh, unable to join us right now because uh, phone line difficulties. But we're still going to have a lot of fun and still going to tell you who to pick in the Academy Awards uh, this year. Um, all right, we're going to go through um, the awards, but I guess we will start with your obvious locks. If there's one that you were betting. Your your uh, your child's life on, Greg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> Which well, one would you? The correct answer is I would not do that. Uh, <laughs> but but if I had to, <laughs> I would uh, actually put put everything all in on uh, supporting actress Anne Hathaway for Les Mis. Um, she's got about I don't know ten or thirteen minutes of screen time, which is not a whole lot, but she's actually really great in it. Um, I know it's a musical and you haven't seen it. Uh, and actually, that's probably good advice not to see it. Is she better at that than she was hosting the Academy Awards? She's much, much better. She's okay. great. She has particularly one great, just really knockout scene. Uh, it's it's a one take shot of her singing a song. Uh, very emotional. She cries. It's it's crazy, but it, she's awesome. So she's a lock. She's a total lock. For only 15 minutes of uh, ask, ask for screen time. She's yeah, a and lock. That, that's actually not 
out of the ordinary. Um, a number of winners have have had less time than that in a movie. Like Judy Dench famously had like seven minutes in in Shakespeare in Love and and won. Isn't it easier if you only have a short role in a movie to just perfect it? And then go out there and do a great job at it. It's easy for me to say yes. <laughs> I think. I mean, you're right. It does seem like it's easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't have. You have less time to uh, have, have to mess it up. I mean, I'm sure for like one minute, I could be the best actor in the world for like one minute. You could. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that later on in the show. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll do that later in the show. All right. Any more? Okay. So if you had to, if you had to um, bet something else mm-hmm. besides your kid, what else you have that you like? What's valuable to you? Uh. Maybe my uh, I'm, my house, All right, my bet job. Your house on, yeah. You bet your house on this my next livelihood, one. My livelihood, my health. All right, you've already bet your kid on Anne Hathaway winning Best mm-hmm. Supporting Actress. I'm sorry, I missed it. Which one am I betting my life on? A- Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, Supporting Actress. That's going to guarantee happen. Now, if, if she doesn't, does you do you have to change your kid's name to Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, uh, to Hathaway. To Robert Griffin. Who would Robert you? Griffin? Yeah. Oh, real, real quick, we do like to say who's going to win and who you think should win. Who do you think is she? Is she's most deserving. Yeah, yeah, category? she she should win that. Um, I didn't. Yeah. I never understood the hype for the Sally Field and Lincoln, but of course, you know, I'm not the biggest Lincoln fan, so. Yeah, right. I, I thought she was good in it. Um, I mean, she's not great, but... I didn't think it... I wasn't as blown away, but she's mm-hmm. obviously... So it's going to be Anne Hathaway. I'm easily picking that one. All right, you're betting your house. No, Greg, which one are you going to pick? Uh, that would be Best Actor, Daniel Day-Lewis and Lincoln. Uh, no one else has a chance in that one either. Um, uh, for the for the lead actor. Right, yeah, that's Best Lead Actor. Uh, the other four are actually all pretty good. Hugh Jackman isn't great in Les Mis, but Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic in The Master, and maybe even better than Daniel Day-Lewis, but it doesn't matter. Daniel Day-Lewis is going to win that. I I love Denzel in Flight. If I mm-hmm. was, So if you were voting in this category, you'd vote Daniel Day-Lewis? I would actually vote Joaquin Phoenix, um, who, is, movie, yeah. Yeah, who is... Uh, I mean, the movie's is kind of inaccessible, uh, but Joaquin Phoenix is just kind of staggering, staggeringly great in it. I'm definitely, obviously, would bet my house on Daniel Day Lewis, but mm-hmm. I, I might give my vote to to Denzel Washington. I, I yeah, thought he was, Flight was great. Yeah, possibly should have been nominated mm-hmm. in the Best Picture category because they only put nine. There was and even the Master could, I could have seen been nominated for Best Picture and it didn't get it. Yeah, Moonrise Kingdom as well. I think one of those three should have been the tenth. I mean, as well if have, you have ten slots, ten. just do it. Just name ten. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kevin, right, are you a friend of Bill W? What? Obviously not. The Flight movie, you really liked that? I liked Flight, yeah. It was like an AA movie. Mm. I thought it was about a plane crash at first, and then it ended up being an AA movie where I was supposed to learn so something. So you did not like it? I don't know. He, I don't, he really... Because I'm not going to spoil the ending, but at the ending, I was a little frustrated with Denzel's character. I was like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> Who does that? Don't Why? tell me. I'm going to watch it today. See, see Flight is an awesome, <laughs> yeah, awesome it is. movie. It's very I love good. Flight. One of my favorite movies of last year. Okay, if you're betting your car, is there another one that you're so confident about? Well, uh, you know, I mentioned Adele's song, Skyfall, a, a few minutes ago. That's a bet the car pick there. So you're that confident. Like, Les Mis is a musical, and it's not going to win in the, in the song category? Well, it... it the song it has to be an original song, so they wrote a new one for that movie, and it's completely unmemorable. Oh, uh, okay, I mean, to me, all of them are not memorable, but that one in particular, e- even Les Mis. No, ch- no fans. chance for the host to win his first Oscar. I don't Seth MacFarlane so. nominated for Everybody Needs a Best Friend. No, um, no, Adele. I mean, she's a just a huge superstar, and people love that movie. It made a billion dollars. Um, it, it it is a lock. All right. You just have one kid to bet, right? I've got two. You have two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that there's any other category I'm going to bet my second kid on. Uh, I mean, you want to keep one of the kids. Does that mean you like the second one more than the first one? We don't one? know which kid you are putting up with the first one. <laughs> That's right. And All right, so those are the only three that you're, like, super confident about. Because yeah. there's a, a lot of categories up in the air this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're going down the list, I mean, the next most likely best foreign film would be a more... Uh, from Austria, um, it, it, and that's because it's it's also nominated for Best Picture. It, it's Does that n- ever happen that it loses the? I mean, I I, I don't think it's ever happened, has it? But I don't know that it's ever happened for Best Picture and foreign film. You always mm-hmm. win foreign film. Yeah, I I think there's it's probably unprecedented that it would lose, but th- the reason I'm not quite as sure is there have been 
foreign pictures that got like a, a a screenwriting or a directing nomination and best foreign film and still lost like like Amelie from about ten years ago lost um, and, and there's a few others like that that um, you know for some for whatever reason don't win the foreign film category but by it seems Amour is is pretty strong choice there uh, if you just had to pick something else you might pick either no or a royal affair but. But you would You're say stupid not. If you you don't, do that. Because these are the four categories. If you're filling out your ballot for your for your office pool or whatever, those four are the four you should fill out first. Right. Yes. You shouldn't pick the upset in those because you got to pick some upsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dark horses. Plenty in order of to chances win. for that later. All right. Uh, I actually think this is probably the most interesting, at least in terms of finding out who wins, the most interesting Oscars in in a long time. Quite some time. We've been doing this special, and I don't. Rem- I mean. It's it's up in the air on, on a couple of these categories, and some mm-hmm. of them that people think are locks, they really they may not be. But those four, I'm down with you on picking those four immediately when you fill out. So we're saying leading lead actor Daniel Dale Lewis, supporting actress Les Mis, foreign film Amour, and original song Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Um, so Greg Akers has both kids, his house and his car on right. the line. Do you have any pets? With the <laughs> I've got two pets. Uh, I'm not going to bet my wife because she's an adult and she could just say no. Uh, but <laughs> you want to try to give the pet a pet? You can bet a pet. I'm pretty sure one of them. Actually, my like cat. I would. Yeah. I would bet my cat on something I'm not really sure about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you have two, if you have two, that means one of them you don't like that much. Right. Yeah, that's my cat. <laughs> All right, we're going to continue to. Uh, Preview and predict these Academy Awards. Uh, we've got over half an hour uh, left to go on this special. We're with you till 1 o'clock. It's a special edition of MSL as we handicap the uh, Academy Awards. We do it each and every year with Greg Akers. He's in studio. Follow him at Greg Akers on Twitter. And uh, you can always, if you want, tweet us any questions at Memphis Sport or uh, text us at 67129 if you have any Academy Award questions you want to ask Greg Akers. I know we are going... Uh, head-to-head today. This is as counter-programming as it gets. As the Tigers are playing right now, we are talking movies with you with our annual Oscar handicapping special, which is being uh, brought to you by, in part, by Indie Memphis Film Fest. This coming fall is the 16th annual Indie Memphis Film Festival. They just announced uh, information this week about uh, prizes are going up. Um, the the festival once again will be presented by Duncan Williams and will award a total of six thousand dollars in cash, which is up from two thousand dollars in last year's festival. So if you're a local filmmaker and want to enter, it's real easy to do, and it, it, it does not cost much, and it is an amazing event to enter your film into the Indie Memphis Film Festival. Get started now, though, um, if you want to have an entry in this year's uh, festival, which has announced the dates coming up this fall. Uh, the Indie Memphis Film Fest will be October 31st through November the 3rd. And, of course, they take over Midtown over there, over the square at Playhouse on the Square and uh, at the Circuit Playhouse and the Studio on the Square and even the Brooks Museum. The Indie Memphis Film Festival is, is a huge event. It's one of the 25 coolest film festivals in the country, according to Movie Maker Magazine. And we are proud to be a sponsor um, of that uh, festival and work with them and are glad that they are a part of our annual Oscar special here uh, on MSL. So it's the Indie Memphis Film Fest. Check out IndieMemphis.com for more information. We're going to take a quick timeout and be back. You are listening to MSL's annual Academy Award Handicapping Special right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Fish and Stats. Weekday afternoons at 3 right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Memphis Sport Live. Here once again are your hosts, Kevin Cerrito and Marcus Hunter. All right, we are back. MSL's annual Academy Award Handicapping Special brought to you by Indy Memphis and the Ronald McDonald House of Memphis. Greg Akers joining us in studio. He's Memphis's premier Oscarologist, Marcus Hunter. He is... The average Joe. I just like movie movies. Guy. I just you like. like movies. I just, I just a lot who movies. likes movies. Yeah, I like good movies. I like. I, I like movies that win awards. You know, stupid movies. I'm not a big fan. Well, some stupid movies I love, but mostly movies that win awards. What was your favorite movie last year? Ooh, my favorite movie last year. Honestly, my favorite movie last year. It's on this list. It's it's Wreck It Ralph. Oh, really? It's my favorite movie. I, 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 
What? Look, I watched it with my daughter. I've seen that. Ricky I want to see Ralph it. Was awesome. It's really that good. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, <laughs> really enjoyed it. We'll get to we'll get to that category in a minute. I I want to see that one mm. so it's, bad. It's I think a good it's movie. in that that weird uh, flex between theaters and I think DVD. It's, and I think Netflix. it's much better than Brave. I, I, Brave, I saw that too. Brave was it, Brave was too slow for me. Mm-hmm. But you know why Ralph, you didn't like Brave? Main character was a girl. No, it had it's harder to, for you to relate. No, it had nothing it to do with that. It had, no, it, it is. Had, you can say that, but it's true. No, it had more to do with the fact that the main characters... It was, was Irish it was about or Scottish? It a mother-daughter no. relationship. It was because like the main people? character had to have a relationship with the bear that wasn't talking. and It, Most, was, it just it was, came across I like that. That was creative. Weird. It was boring. I mean... It was, yeah, exactly. It slowed up. Like I said, the movie slowed up in the middle, I, and that part really slowed up. It was about up. a mother-daughter relationship. It was. You didn't like it. No, I love... I'm saying you. I'm saying that's why I didn't like it either, and that's probably why Greg doesn't like it as much as Wreck-It Ralph either. I because, didn't see Wreck-It Ralph. I, I kind of liked Brave. Brave was a nice film. It was a nice film, yeah. But it, like it's, it's harder for a dude to relate to a mother daughter. You know, like I guess she, I, little, I can, I can, like I can girls see like that. to watch movies with guys as the main characters. Um, like, oh, my daughter so loved it. Yeah, my but guys don't it. really like to watch movies with females as the main characters. Yeah, my daughter loved I don't it. think that's true. I think it's very true. Okay, especially with animated features. Well, Actually, like Wally, I'm not a robot, but I thought Wally. Oh, was Wally, great. Wally, Wally was a was male great. robot, and people hated Wally. A lot of people thought Wally was awful. I thought Wally was great. It, yeah, and my argument mainly is for kids, though. But if you're, I don't know if we've ever had this debate, right? But if you're a kid, like a, a, a little boy would not really like Brave because it's like, I don't know, why am I going to care about this princess? But the little girl, if the Brave character was a guy, the little girl would be like, oh, he's so cute. I like that little boy. You know, they wouldn't care. So I, like, I don't agree with like this at all. If, uh, okay, if Home Alone's main character was a female, do you think it would be the, one of the most successful movies of the 1990s? Absolutely not. It had to be a dude for it to be successful. No, that's crazy. That is not crazy. I think it's successful because Macaulay Culkin was like awesome If Home Alone had a female main character, it would not be near the success that it was. What about Curly Sue? That had a female lead. She was The shaving scene. And that's what made that movie, the The whole shaving scene. The hitting of the the face. Yeah. I mean, obviously they would have had to rewrite it for a female. I think it's true. And it may be deep down, Marcus won't admit that he, that's part of the reason, though, is that movie was about females. And not because you don't like females, it's just harder... Harder for for men to get behind and and those had nothing. But like men are fifty percent of the population, so fifty percent disagrees with this premise. Of what? That like that. Women like movies with men as the main star, but men are less likely to like movies with women as the main star. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I just think it's true. I mean, like Zero Dark Thirty, you can bring up, but that is not like she's the the main star is really Osama bin Laden on the hunt than it is. He's in it for literally eight seconds. It's more of an adult movie. I'm saying my theory works mainly for kids' movies uh, and for kids. Okay, so and you're a kid, like so every okay, Snow White, Cinderella, Little Mermaid. Beauty and the Beast. You think dude's going to say their favorite mo- movie was Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast? No, because it was the female movie. They liked Aladdin and Lion King. But there's a chance a girl might say they like Aladdin and Lion King. I guess you have but a point. But a guy would never say he likes Little Mermaid or Beauty that and the That may be more cultural about what they would say, but, I mean, Sleeping Beauty is a is probably the best Disney movie. That's it, incorrect. I mean, it was Lion King and Aladdin, like I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, that's we're, we we've jumped off topic. That's just one of my theories. I do think. I mean, there was. I would. I would tell you if they released Home Alone with a, a girl as the main character, it would not do near as much. I would say maybe twenty five to forty percent of the box office that it did if it was a female lead. I mean, I can't really argue against your. Because you have no because, chance to argue. No, it's just like, what can nothing. I say? I, mean, you I can't, disagree. You can't, like, we I can't mean, go back. If we get a promise me, if we ever get a DeLorean. We'll go back in time. Okay, yeah. Try to make Home Alone with a female. Mm-hmm. And then, is there a Culkin sister? That, I think, yeah. that he does have a sister. She was in that movie with him. Um, yeah. The one where he was like the the good the good son. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, she was in that movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was she or was the? I don't know. I know there's. She a was a little sister in his. I think there was his real sister in real life. Mm-hmm. All right, this is our Academy Award handicapping special. Fraser boy uh, unable to join us due to technical difficulties. He was going to be here giving us Oscar facts, so instead Greg's going to give us some of the uh, Fraser. We have we have uh, taken his list and given out some Fraser boy Oscar facts. Okay. The, ving- the individual with the most Oscar wins is Walt Disney, who won 26 Academy Awards. Oh, wow. And that's just like while he was alive. Yeah. Okay, another one. If Daniel Day-Lewis wins the Oscar for Lincoln, he'll be the first actor to ever win an Academy Award for playing a U.S. president. Which I really? I, had to, I had to double-check that, but that's true. I mean, no, no one has ever played a U.S. president and won Best Actor. I thought oh, Morgan Freeman was a pretty good U.S. president. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a what real movie? U.S. president. 
<laughs> no, he wasn't a real impact. U.S. Yeah, he wasn't a real <laughs> U.S. president. <laughs> okay, um, so Marcus, you've seen two of the Best Picture nominees. Greg's seen all nine. I've seen uh, six of them. We put a poll out to our Facebook uh, fans, and a surprise winner. We asked which one should win Best Picture. Uh, and they chose Les Mis. The majority wow. of them. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of female and very uh, artsy mm-hmm. fans of this show. Not your typical. The people who love that movie love it. They they're love big it. supporters, so they jumped. Yeah. On. I mean, it was just a, it's a, you know, an unscientific Facebook poll that mm-hmm. we did. Argo was second, Django was third, mm-hmm. Beast fourth, Lincoln fifth, Silver seventh, Pie eight, no votes for Zero Dark thirty. Wow, that's surprising. Okay, um, so if Lay Miz wins, it's not going to. If, if it wins, we have a musical this year and a solid movie last year. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah, not that'd be so weird. <laughs> like, what, like, what do we, what do we like now as Americans? Just like movies that just have no substance. All right, uh, Greg has, <laughs> Greg has. Uh, did you see the artist? It was. There's uh, some substance. Nah, I still if you hated Brave, you'd hate the artist because there's no talking. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I still, still haven't seen the artist. Your, so I'm just. Greg has already bet his two kids, mm-hmm. his cat. Well, he hasn't bet the cat yet. No. Uh, house and car on four categories. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go through now and go through some of these other um, categories. One that I'm real interested in is the supporting actor role because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time in history that this category has got five. Oscar winners in it. Mm-hmm. These guys have all won before, right? Uh, and this is this is maybe the hardest category to pick um, for the whole the whole ceremony. Uh, in the print edition of the Memphis Flyer and online, in a conversation with uh, Chris Harrington, I picked Christoph Waltz from Django Unchained. I don't feel great about that, so um, I'm sticking by that one. Uh, you're sticking by it. I'm you sticking don't, by you're not it. Confident. Yeah. I have to. Well, I have to at this point. Okay. Um, th- there are two others that you know you should consider. If you had a De- do-over, who would mm-hmm. you? Who if you were? I would pick De Niro in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I do. Th- I like De Niro a lot. That's who. I, I think he's building momentum. Mm-hmm. I do People too. want to see De Niro win again. They're happy to see De Niro play a real role for mm-hmm. the first time in ages. It's right. Like he's not you know one of the parents that somebody's meeting uh, <laughs> in a movie or analyze this or right. something like that. It's, yeah. He's playing his first real role in over a decade, and I it's good. And he plays a good father. Yeah. Oh, he's really good. And, and, you know, he hasn't won in a very long time. This one, you could pick, though, and be okay with picking four of the five, right? Just don't pick Alan Arkin. He ain't winning. Don't pick him. I don't think you should pick Philip Seymour Hoffman either. Don't think he's a chance. But no. but really, so you've got Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. Chris, uh, Christoph Waltz, who won la- uh, two years ago for, like, the same role, right? Uh, three years ago when he won for... Um, oh, it was a completely different role. It was somewhat inglorious. It was a Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. role, right? Yeah, that's I'm not true. saying it's the same role he doesn't deserve, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that could affect some of his votes. Yes, this is a fascinating category. But you said you picked in the paper Christoph Waltz, who's won some of these, won some awards, right? But then Phil, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman has won some of these other acting awards leading up to this. I don't know that he has won anything. Okay, um, I, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, won I think the Screen Actors Guild uh, Christoph Waltz won the Golden Globe and um, I don't have this in front of me I don't think actually that De Niro has won any of these leading up to it but uh, I mean right. Silver Linings Playbook got four acting nominations people love that movie um, and again, he—I think he's kind of a sentimental favorite because it's been so long since he's won. All right, we got to keep rolling. Who would you vote for in that one, though? If I had a vote, uh, hmm, Christoph Waltz. I liked his I liked his role in that. I do think Leo was robbed. Leo should be up too. in there. They should have had uh, and Samuel take out Jackson. Alan Arkin and put in Leo. Yeah, Alan Arkin. I'm he was fine him. in that movie, but he just he, he's he was kind of overshadowed by John Goodman. Yeah, Little Miss Sunshine all over again. And uh, leading actress, uh, who you got in this? One? I've got Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, so do I. I think it's I think there are two other possibilities. Emmanuel Riva from a more um, has been getting a lot of, lot of uh, kind of a push at the end. People, you know, people that her are making predictions are are thinking she's got a real shot. Jessica Chastain too, I think, has a shot. But I'm going to go with Lawrence, uh, mostly because it's a really fun role, and um, I mean, you leave the theater really liking her character. People love that movie. Uh, Amour is just 
like really hard movie to watch, um, and it's you leave it like depressed. So oh, hold on, I've got to I've got it. to uh, interrupt this part of the show for an impromptu spelling bee. Everybody, flip over your ballots. It's here. We're having an impromptu spelling bee. Well, I'm gonna lose. Nominated for Beast of the Southern Wild. And the leading actress got it. Flip over your ballot. You can't study. You're not allowed to look. Everybody's <laughs> participating in the spelling bee. He said, Quint, how do you pronounce her name, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. We're having a spelling bee. You can't even pronounce the name. Please never host a spelling bee. I've done that before. You, I don't you think anybody can pronounce it. not good. Pronounce Quavinjane. Quavinjane Wallace. Mm-hmm. Quavinjane Wallace. Is the youngest. Nominee in history. Youngest Best Actress Quibinthine nominee Quibinthine Wallace. Spell it. Everybody, uh, are you are you, are you ready? Uh, Johnny Radio will start first in the spelling bee. Quibinthine Wallace. No, no, don't read off your face. Flip it say, over. Say the name one more time. Quibinthine Wallace. Language right, of origin. Uh, uh, she's Louisiana. from Louisiana. Bathtub. <laughs> oh, Lord. Keep using it in the sentence. Okay. Well, I, I need to know. was nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Johnny, go. Q-U-A-V-E-N-G-I-N. No. <laughs> That's U-E. incorrect. CJ, do you, do you have a guess? Were you trying to cheat? Come back to you, Marcus. She is nominated for an Academy. She could be an Academy Award winner after tomorrow night. Uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. Uh, Youngest Q- nominee ever. Q- Best U- hair ever. Q U A V I N. You got out quick. Go ahead, CJ. Q W A V I N J A. We just got a Q. The Q is correct. Should just call her Q like people do for coupon. Quincy Pondexter on the Christmas. <laughs> Q wallet. Alright, uh, Greg, uh, you're the ex- expert. You know how to spell her name now? Um okay, I'm not looking, so this is a guess. Yeah, nobody is looking. Q U E V E N Z H A N E. Incorrect. You mm. put an extra E in there. There's Q U V. From what Oh, not Q U E, yeah. just Q U V. Okay. Alright, that's <laughs> Q. U V E N Z H A N E. Of course, the E has the uh, the asterisk on top, right? Yeah, the accent. that's the spelling you've got. Have any of you two seen this movie? Beast of the Southern yeah. Wild. I have seen that. Is it a good movie? It's interesting. It's very good. Yeah. It's if interesting. She's 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 crazy. tremendous. It's What's it about though? That's about this. It's about this poor girl and her father, and they live in the swamplands like Louisiana. That always gets flooded, and a flood comes. And she's just dealing like with her relationship with her father and other people, and mm-hmm. there's some cool scenes. I do agree. I, after I watched it, I read our buddy Chris Harrington's review, uh, and I, in the flyer, and it was uh, I love the like the they've got the back of that pickup truck that they use as a boat. Right. It's like one of my favorite. When he when I and I read that in his review, I was like, that's exactly what my favorite. <laughs> like that. So many great visuals in mm-hmm. that movie. It was good. Shouldn't win Best Picture. Maybe shouldn't even be nominated, in my opinion. But we've got to keep rolling on these. Let's go to animated. Feature we talked about it. Marcus loves Wreck It Ralph. So do I. That's my pick. Is that your pick? That's my pick. You're going Wreck It Ralph. Brave, I guess Brave, Brave has could a win. It's sure. Disney Frank versus Winnie Pixar. Mm-hmm. It's a brother brother relationship. Frank and Weenie has a rivalry. chance. Uh, Tim Burton. They have a chance. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Wreck It Ralph, I think. This is the win. first time in a while too that they surprised me. It's black and white. You know, they go off the top with these things. Mm-hmm. I'm so. rooting for the Wreck It Ralph, though. I am too. Uh, even though I haven't seen it, but I just love the concept. You know, just because, I love the video game concept. You know, just because brilliant. you know he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad guy. All right, here. All right, we're gonna move on uh, to some quick to some of these uh, lamer categories. Now, art direction renamed this year. Production design. Mm-hmm. That's a big shocker for this year's Academy Awards. So if you're looking for the uh, art direction category, it's now called production design. Who you got in that one? I've got Anna Karenina. Uh, could, it could also be Lincoln, right? Yeah. Oh, I think I think this is a tough category. I've got Anna Karenina. What w- is that movie? Anna Karenina? Yeah. It's uh, based on the novel by Leo Tolstoy about Anna Karenina in <laughs> Russia. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Is it, it good? It's really good. Really? Yeah. I really. Uh, Kira like, Knightley's in it. No buzz, but it's in like the 
these. Oh, Keira Knightley's in it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, and she's actually fantastic in it. Um, I'm still stuck on this one. I'm uh, I'm going to go a last minute decision between Lincoln and that because mm-hmm. Lincoln. I saw the 60 minute special on it. They had so much attention to detail mm-hmm. with everything right. in that movie, and that would go under the production design category. That's right. Um, yeah, even like making sure the the books where they recorded the votes on the 13th Amendment, making sure those look like they were really supposed to look. Right. So that's cool. Everything down to to the book. Mm-hmm. Cinematography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Life of Pi, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's going to win. I think Skyfall. Roger Deakins has a chance because he's never won, and he's he's awesome. He's been and people love him. Times. Yeah, ten times. Ten um, time nominee, right. never won. He's never the, won. What was the name of the uh, woman at the uh, daytime Emmys? Oh uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Susan Lucci. Susan Lucci. He's the Susan Lucci of the cinematography category. Yeah, of the Academy. But she finally won, and he may win this year. But Life of Pi is. So if you're going for an upset of that one, go Skyfall. But Life of Pi probably just because it's this year's like beautiful movie. Yes, it's right? truly beautiful. Uh, all right, we're moving on to costume design. We're going to give it to that Anna movie, right? Yeah, I think Anna Karenina. I think Les Mis has a shot here because people love that movie. Um, big, you know, built-in fan base for it. But Anna Karenina looks great. Um, very the 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 period costuming is is really great. Right, we're rolling through these the more boring categories. We'll go to documentary feature. It was an exciting category last year. Not that exciting for us this year because there's mm-hmm. no undefeated. Can't get nominated twice. Uh, Sugar Man, right? Yeah, I think it'd be really a surprise if if Searching for Sugar Man did not win. The Gatekeepers. Uh, if you want to go for a spoiler, you you may choose the Gatekeepers there. Which is supposed to be... I really want to see that. All right. Documentary shorts. I think hey, there's a couple of them on this one, right? Open mm-hmm. Heart, possibly? or mm-hmm. I'm going with Innocente, uh, which is... Um, I heard about... They were talking about it on NPR this week, and it's about a, a homeless... A young homeless girl who is an artist, and it's supposed to be... You know, so it's, a, it's about a serious topic, but it's also kind of fun and... Sprightly, oh, okay. so that, oh, really? that's a good combination for a documentary short. I think. I, I think. I think that is all right. Film editing. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Argo. Yeah, you I've got, got Argo too. Uh, it, if it I had a vote, I would. I would definitely go Zero Dark Thirty, which is. Which amazing. also could win, right? So if you're yeah. doing this category, mm-hmm. Argo's not a shoe in. It's, no, no, not, not at all. But Argo, it's between Argo and Zero Dark Thirty more than Lion Club. Yeah, and actually, it's the same guy who who edited who both. them both. So William the same Gold, guy's going to win. It's just going to matter if they're going to decide right. which one. <laughs> The guy, same guy edited both. It's crazy. He's the, a good the, editor. Yeah, the, on, <laughs> the only uh, you know possible wrinkle in it is if Life of Pi just kind of sweeps up all the technical categories, it could get that one too. Uh, we um, makeup and hairstyling. Also, new name this year mm-hmm. used to just be for makeup. Now they've added in hairstyling, and I'm shocked they added that in. And Beast of the Southern Wild is not on it because of uh, <laughs> right. because of uh, Hush Puppy. She was her hair was great. <laughs> Q, as we like to call her mm-hmm. now. Uh, the Hitchcock. How does that even get nominated if Hush Puppy doesn't for Beasts of Southern Wild? I think uh, you know with Anthony crazy. Hopkins looking like Hitchcock. I mean, he did look like Hitchcock. Okay, so and, Hobbit or Les Mis. Right. I think it's down to those two. And uh, be either one. if you look at my sheet, I've circled them both and then scratched them both out <laughs> and then rewrote one of them. And that's the Hobbit. I think the Hobbit's going to win that because Les Mis, it could win if it just because people like the movie. Uh, but The Hobbit is like a seriously the Hobbit won highly make-up movie. The Lord of the Rings won two times in mm-hmm. this category before the last trilogy. So the, there's a chance it doesn't win because people are like, we've already given this, you know, Peter Jackson and these guys their Oscar for hairstyling. Let's right. give it to some new folks. Right. Or they could say, yeah, it's still just as good. They made they made Gandalf look young, mm-hmm. which uh, was pretty pretty impressive makeup and hairstyling. And and you know you have to remember when you're picking these categories, the people who are voting in these are actually in that industry. Um, so they're going to be less tied up in kind of weird um, things. Like when I pick it, I'm going to pick something I like, but they're going to pick something that's actually really good. So. Right. So, it's, But it's between Hobbit and Les Mis in yeah. that one. That's one, again, at the flip of the coin. Could go either way Definitely. Uh, on that one. Really, I mean, they're both close on everything I've seen. Uh, original score, mm-hmm. um, this one also could go, what, Life of Pi, maybe Argo, maybe? Yeah, Life of Pi, Argo, or Skyfall, uh, or, or Lincoln, really, uh, John Williams. But I'm going with Life of Pi. I like Life of Pi. So it, it's too. the most different. Um, a lot of uses a lot of Indian instruments. And, and, the, and the, I haven't seen the film, but it seems to be less talking maybe in that movie, mm-hmm. so the music plays a more important role. Yeah, absolutely. And that could probably factor in. Uh, I mean, it, you know, most of the movie is a is a kid and a tiger, and he does talk to the tiger, but. Um, yeah, a lot of music is used in that. All right, short. If the tiger talked back would have made that movie so much more awesome. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I would have been more interested in watching it. I, just I, get into I agree. It. I, yeah. I agree. The Tigers should have talked. Uh, short film <laughs> animated. I'm going Paper Man. I don't mm-hmm. know anything about him, but I just know Paper Man's supposed to win. Yeah, uh, I'm going Paper Man too. It's a it's a um, a Disney. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And it oh it, Disney yeah, but don't they usually go for artsier ones? They often do, yeah. Um, and um, the but but it it showed before I think it was Wreck It Ralph. So m- maybe you've seen it, Marcus Paper Man. Do you remember that in, that animated short before the movie? Did you see it in the theaters? Ron? I did see that. Yeah, That's nominated. It's so like black go, and white, but paper airplanes. I do remember seeing nominated that. and should yeah, win this category. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's one that some people don't know: the Simpsons are nominated. Yeah. The Longest Daycare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they a would... Simpsons short. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Simpsons fan, back up your Simpsons. No love for Maggie. That's one I picked. Paper Man was awesome because the Paper I mean, Man was pretty awesome. That I think about Paper Man is really. Have, good. You, have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, this guy he was trying to get this girl's attention. He was making paper airplanes, throwing them at her with his phone. It was it was awesome. It was pretty good. Yeah, we got we got to keep rolling through these. Uh, we're what what one possible high. upset there? I don't think the well, Paper Simpsons, Man possible upset. Uh, Adam and Dog. Right. Uh, if you want to go, and if you're a Simpsons fan, go with the Simpsons. It would be sure. a cool win for them. Short film, live action. I know nothing about any of them. I'm going with Curfew. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, that's what I'm going for too. It's it's the only one I haven't seen them, but only one that's like actually kind of funny in a comedy. The others are very serious and about you know terrible things in the world. Sound editing. Ugh. Sound editing. Um, I th- I'm going with Life of Pi um, again really? with the kind of technical sweeping up all the technical categories. But couldn't it? I'm thinking. I'm thinking Skyfall because mm-hmm. it seems like more of the mainstream uh, action films kind of been winning this. Right? Yeah, I think if you were going to go that route, you would pick Zero Dark Thirty because it's you so know. You're saying I should not do Skyfall for my upset, or I should do Zero Dark Thirty. No, I think you should do Skyfall because we're in the same contest. <laughs> but but uh, anyone else who's listening. I don't so know you say Life of Pi or Zero Dark Thirty? I think that one's also somewhat up in mm-hmm. the air. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it could certainly and sound be mixing. Though I think definitely is Les Mis. I agree. Yeah, uh, you know, very well known. That's near a lot. Yeah, I, I think so because they recorded all the singers live, and that's just not done very very often. And, and they did a great job of it. Visual, uh, so sound mixing. I can't think of, a, of who would you go as an upset on that one. Uh, none of them. Visual effects, though, it's got to be Life of Pi. Yes, I agree. Upset pick. If you have to pick, I wouldn't do one because it's almost a bet your life one. Mm-hmm. Uh, go with the Hobbit. Was your upset pick? I'd go with the Avengers upset. Avengers. Yeah. Ooh, I would love the Avengers to it's win. It's the only nominee it got. Nomination it got. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I I love the special effects in Avengers. All right, we're down to some of the. The major other categories, uh, the final four, we got screenplay. Mm-hmm. Tough ones to pick from. Adapted screenplay. Adapted, I think, is going to indicate, whenever they do that, it's going to tell you who's going to win Best Picture. Um, so I'm going to kind of reveal that pick, too. But I'm going going with Argo. 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 I'm, I'm picking Argo, too. What are the chances, though, that the person who wins Best Picture is not going to win this? Well, I mean, I guess pretty good. People love the Silver Linings playbook yeah, script. Because uh, if I'm voting, I'm voting for that script. I mm-hmm. think that's the best script. Of and that's David O. Russell, who is also nominated for Best Director, Best Picture nominated. Um, so he, he has a real shot, and, and Tony Kushner for Lincoln has a real shot. But I'm going with Argo. And, uh, screenplay original. Mm-hmm. This is a category with the person probably not going to win, according to you. Right. Uh, I've got Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I think it's going to... Yeah, it's really tough. I think Django Unchained has a real good chance with Quentin Tarantino. And Amore, uh, uh, Michael Haneke, could win that one as well. But I'm going Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. Because Zero Dark Thirty could end up getting shut out. They could win that one. Django, they want to see... Because a lot of these categories we always talk about, you get the guy in there who can do the good speech. And you Mm want to see Quentin Tarantino speak anytime he's there, right? For whatever reason. But I'd have to say, I would personally be disappointed. I like Django, but... Um, there's a lot of uh, language that uh, issues it, with the script. The idea that yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of that tricky for Quentin Tarantino. Uh, anyway, whatever. As we jump into directing, mm-hmm. this is where it gets serious, right? We're thinking Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's the front runner, right? He was supposed to be our guest today, but the phone lines were right. Up. Unfortunately, uh, but I, I do think uh, he's going to win it. Um, I may have kind of undervalued Ang Lee for Life of Pi, which has a huge box office and people like him. He's won it before. So he's um, a big upset pick. Mm-hmm, yeah, but Steven Spielberg is the favorite, but Ang Lee is a very possible yeah. thing happening. But no, Ben Affleck can't win this. That's right, and, and, and that's what spins us into the best picture conversation. Mm-hmm. 
and and that's kind of the storyline of of this Oscar season, which has been Affleck getting shut out. Which the day they announced the the nominations made it seem like Argo had no chance to win. Um, and ever since then, Argo has won every award that there has been, and Ben Affleck has won every award. Uh, so that's why I think Argo is going to win Best Picture. I I think so too. We've, we're on a new territory. I think this is year four that there has been. Uh, almost ten possible nominees every year for Best Picture. It's like mm-hmm. the fourth year, and the first time we're seeing like a different like vibe with the voting process. That now that there's so many Best Picture nominees, like you think if there was five this year, Argo might have been shut out from Best Picture. Yeah, I think and so. And then mm-hmm. it would have no chance to win. But now that it's in the running and it got shut out from director, people are not feeling sorry or feeling like it needs to get accolades, so they're voting for it for Best Picture. Right, and it's so about it's a Hollywood new dynamic of they, they love movies on. about themselves and. Um, and it, it kind of proves it's not like the movie is different from when it was released. Um, it just kind of proves the psychological nature of of who these people are going to vote for. Because it's come, at first you when the, the nominees came out, it was like ah, it's, because Ben's not nominated, it's not going to win. But right. now it's going to win because Ben Affleck is not nominated for best. It's director. almost a lock because he wasn't nominated for director. So it's it's a new it's a new day I think for the Academy Awards with mm-hmm. this with with how this one could shake up if Argo ends up being the winner and you have the split with Spielberg. Uh, winning director and Argo winning that. I mean, you'll you'll hope not to get nominated for director. It increases your chances <laughs> right. for best picture. Right. Well, yeah. It could. I mean, it's gonna. It's happening this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something that it's it's a new dynamic that you haven't thought of. If mm-hmm. somebody gets shut out when they, everybody does think they're deserving, it ups your chances because we're gonna vote for you in the other category. And people like him. He's you know a former Oscar winner and. Um, and again, it, it's it's a good movie. Uh, well, who? All right, here we got to go, Marcus. You've only seen two of these. Life, uh, you've seen. I'm sorry, Silver. Now, what have you seen? Zero Dark Thirty and Django Unchained. Yes. If you were voting, which one of those two would you pick as best picture? Which one of those two? Uh, of those two, I would pick Django Unchained. I just it, it, of sheer entertainment value. I thought it was right. more entertaining. Marcus's vote for best picture. If he was voting, would pick that. And Greg Akers, of course, if you were a voter mm-hmm. in the Academy, what would you pick? I'd go with Zero Dark Thirty. By far the best movie last year. I would go with Argo. Hmm. I'm with the Academy. I like movies about Hollywood. Um, I liked Argo a lot. Uh, yeah, it's uh, good. Uh, and I, I was debating between that and Silver Lines Playbook. Those were actually mm-hmm. my top two uh, of this year's film. Seeing six of the nominees, uh, I always thought Silver Lines Playbook was just a little too long for me. Every nominee in Best Picture is a really good movie. So go go check those out. That's the entire. We've just gone through all 24 categories. Uh, you can check the podcast, as always, at memphisboard.com and on iTunes. It will be up later today. Uh, we do appreciate everybody listening today. Uh, be sure to check out Indie Memphis this fall, IndieMemphis.com, and the Oscar Night uh, in America, the Oscar experience being presented uh, benefiting Ronald McDonald House, is Sunday night. Check memphisboard.com and click the Oscar experience link. And go help out Ronald McDonald House. Watch the Oscars dress up. It's a fun event. Uh, buy your tickets today. The link off of MemphisSport.com. Greg, thanks you for coming in as always. Oh, it's always fun. For uh, Johnny Radio, CJ Hurt, Marcus Hunter, and Greg Akers, I'm Kevin Cerrito. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next week. Happy Oscars.